In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city, and Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. He went to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Amen. On this beautiful, exciting Sunday before Christmas, it is very hard for us to imagine, but we must, that on that Sunday before the first Christmas there was no song in the air, no harking of the heralded angels, no joy to the world, for the Lord had not yet come. But on that Sunday before that first Christmas there was human suffering. Human suffering, the, the two people who play the most important role in the whole nativity were people who were suffering the pangs and pains of humanity. Mary, Mary on that Sunday before the first Christmas was in the last hours of probably what was a very troubled pregnancy and she was suffering. And the young man Joseph he was suffering, trying to make a livelihood and to pay his income tax and had to leave his shop now to go to the birthplace of his ancestors. Now those days before the first Christmas, the world was filled with human suffering. And then came Christmas. And with Christmas came Jesus Christ. And with Jesus Christ, comes the confirmation of some of the mysteries that God wants us to have clarified once and for all. And today we are looking at that concept of mysterious human suffering and the part that it plays not only in Christmas but in our lives today. God has much to say because of Christmas about human suffering and this concept he he wants us because of Christmas to understand its role in our lives and I think the first thing of four that God would want us to know and which he confirmed to us in the birth of his Christ his son Jesus Christ is that suffering is a reality in life and that everybody not only has to, but is expected during his or her lifetime to suffer at least once. 
suffering to humans is a reality of life and is as much of life as is living, sleeping, eating, loving, and dying. And we have to say this loudly, because I find so many Christians, even in this community, somehow feel that because they are Christian, go to church, say their prayers, read their Bible, they should somehow be excused from suffering in life, and nothing could be further from the truth. Suffering is a part of living. We must understand that and accept it. Jesus Christ, you see, the ideal person, the one whom we are to be like and fashion our living after. He was an individual who we say in the creed, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He suffered. And if we are to be like Jesus Christ, we are to suffer too. So let's get rid of the false idea that we will never have to face suffering because there's only one way to be excused from suffering and that's by dying. And we're very much alive. So the first thing God wants us to know is that suffering is a very vital part of living. It's a reality of life and it's a good thing. Otherwise, the second idea in the concept of suffering would be of little value. But that second idea is that without suffering, there can never be birth or growth. Suffering must precede birth and growth. And without suffering, there is no more birth, no more growth. It's hard for us to realize when we're going through it, but when we grow the most and know the most about self, about God, and about other people, is in those suffering moments, not in the happy moments, not in the triumphant days, but when we're walking through some lonesome valley, that is where birth takes place and where growth happens. Before Jesus Christ could be born, the message of Christmas is that the Virgin Mary had to suffer. And it was only through her suffering that eventually there was a babe in the manger at Bethlehem. Before Jesus Christ could effect salvation for the world, he had to suffer, suffer upon a cross. Before the Apostle Paul could write a large portion of the New Testament, the Word of God which is written for our edification and help, he had to suffer shipwreck, torment, imprisonment, beatings. He had to suffer before he could bring the Word of God to birth. And that's the way it is in our lives. Before we find real birth or growth, we must be suffering people. The longer I'm involved in this life of ministry, I am convinced more and more that the Christian gospel does not make sense to people unless first they have suffered. And the reason that some of your loved ones 
some of those whom you hold close, the reason some of you do not understand the power of God's forgiveness and love is simply because you haven't suffered enough to throw yourself at the mercy of God's grace. All the communicants in the class, both youth and adult, can learn all the answers, know all the data, can answer every question about the historical Christ, but a confrontation with the Spirit of the living Lord comes only for those who walk the valleys of suffering. And let us never forget it. There is no birth, no growth, unless there's human suffering. That's where we learn. And the third thing I think God would have us to know and is that though we suffer and thank God for it because that's where we grow, no one can be exactly sure as to the cause of suffering. No one really knows what causes suffering. My goodness gracious, we don't even know what suffering is. We use the word, but what it means to you means entirely something different to someone else. Some people say they are suffering, and what they mean is that they are in pain in their physical. Others say they suffer, and what they mean is that they are being tortured mentally. Some people say they are suffering, and what they mean is that they are experiencing a disassociation of some relationship, either in life or in death. Some people suffer and what they mean is that they are being driven by a desire. Others are suffering because they're being tempted spiritually. You see, we can't even agree on one common definition of this human experience, let alone try to explain where it comes from. Oh, there are those preachers and teachers and well-meaning people who have all the answers. There are those who will try to tell you that human suffering is a result of God's punishment. I hope no one here believes that because that's lousy theology and poor psychology and there's not one word of truth to it. What does the psalmist say? God does not reward us according to our iniquities. Psalm 103 verse 10. Thank God, God does not pay us back. For our God is a loving God, not a God who punishes. Yet there are many, many people who still would love to believe that we are suffering because God is punishing us. Please, give that up for Christmas. Jesus and Job did everything in their power to try to dispel that false theory that many 20th century Christians still have in their itinerary. Remember when the boy was brought forth that John tells us about in his gospel, the boy who was born blind, and his disciples said, Jesus, what caused this boy's blindness? The sin of his parents or the sin of himself? And Jesus says, neither. Jesus really doesn't answer the cause of suffering, but he does tell us it is not because of God's punishment. 
There are other people who will try to tell you it's the will of God. That's why you're suffering. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. God sent his son into this world so that we might have life. And I can't believe that a loving God spends all of his time just make working up ideas of misery for you and me. Well, I'm sure God allows suffering, but causing it to happen, I don't buy that. And I'll rest all of my ministry upon that truth and conviction. There are others who say there's some sinister force in the world who has the power and he's bombarding us with suffering. I don't buy that either. I can't prove it, but I don't buy it. And I hope you don't either, because I think that is giving too much credit to a force that is not that powerful, if he even exists at all. No, I'm afraid suffering cannot be answered as to its cause. I think it comes from a complexity of, of sources. I think human suffering comes to us because of a combination of, of natural law, of ignorance on our part, a little bit of selfishness, a lack of knowledge of the total will of God, topped off with the freedom that God gave us in our individuality and all of those factors combined and intertwined have been able to create the causes of suffering in this world we'll never really know on this side we can only look through a glass darkly says Paul but I don't think we'll ever know why we suffer as human beings and you know I don't think it really matters either for if I could convince the most troubled, suffering soul here today as to the cause of his or her suffering, I would not be alleviating the suffering at all, would I? We somehow seem to think that if we knew the cause, we'd be all right. No, we'd still be suffering. So I think what God is trying to tell us is quit agonizing, quit investigating, quit analyzing as to why we are suffering. We'll never find the answer out, and even if we did or could, it wouldn't help. Instead, the fourth point is simply this. God can be triumphant over our suffering. If, and that's the big word, if we allow him. That's the message of Christmas. God can be triumphant over suffering if, if we allow him. Jesus Christ was born into this world because a woman who did not understand it, nor like it, nor wanted to have the baby, but nevertheless believed in the suffering that God somehow was working out his will in that embarrassment to her and in that suffering which for nine months she endured. Jesus Christ did not want to go to the cross, ladies and gentlemen, and never think that he did. He did everything in his power to get away, crawling on those two pieces of wood. But Jesus Christ nevertheless voluntarily suffered 
upon the cross, not understanding or comprehending, but believing in that moment of truth that God somehow would be triumphant over that suffering. The Apostle Paul, an individual just like you and me, went through the streets and the times of his particular life, not understanding nor comprehending, but suffering willingly for Christ, knowing that somehow, some way, God would work for the good in all things which includes human suffering. There's an old French proverb that translated goes like this. Suffering passes. Having suffered never passes. In other words, whatever you're suffering from today, that will pass away. But the experiences that you learn through that suffering are your treasures forever. It's not what happens to us that matters. It's how we react to what happens to us that matters. And that's the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is simply that because there was suffering on that Sunday before the first Christmas, in Christmas and in Easter, God made sense out of that suffering and we people have been born from that experience and we've got to remember that on this Sunday before another Christmas that no matter how much we are suffering we can give that suffering to God believing somehow he will use it triumphantly if we allow him, and we allow him by believing that no matter what experience of ugliness and torture and in pain we are going through, birth and growth, they are taking place. There are people here today, ladies and gentlemen, suffering. I know some of you by name. You're walking valleys of pain. There are many people listening in who are on pain, beds of pain. I don't care how heavy your heart with sadness, how filled your eyes with tears, how terrific the pain to your physical. The message of Christmas is simply this, that if you believe in Jesus and God and will allow the Spirit to work in your life today, you can find joy, happiness, and peace and stand with the rest of the Christian world and in spite of that pain be able to sing aloud with the world Hallelujah Hallelujah Jesus Christ is Lord Merry Christmas